This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Anif Baharuddin and you're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Suburbia Projects is a new publisher in town that specialises in architectural books. They have just published their first ever book titled Background, Frame Platform, written by Nazbi Anwar a year after they were established. They have a pretty simple reason for existing. They want to make conversations and ideas about architecture more accessible to everyone and to reduce the barrier to entry to this field that can sometimes be perceived to be elitist and jargon-laden. They also want to try and shift the focus on architecture to be less on aesthetics and more on practicality. A less romanticised look at the field but one that, according to them, is pretty important. The co-founders Nadia Hani and Ashran Bahari join us virtually via Zencaster to share how they got here. My name is Nadia. I founded um, Suburbia Projects together with my husband Ashran sometime back in November 2020 at the tail end of the first MCO. Hi, I'm Ashran. I help Nadia. Uh, and I run my, my small practice together with my partner, uh, Hazazi Hamza. It's called Studio Karya. All right, what, what is Suburbia Projects exactly? To cut it short, Suburbia Projects started with uh, selling architecture books. We've only recently started with publication. Uh, Background Frame Platform is our first book. Um, we're based in Petaling Jaya. Uh, we also run a small gallery space situated within Sudhakarya's office. The gallery exhibits art or work uh, with a prerequisite that the exhibitors have a background in architecture. So that's about it for Suburbia Projects. Um, what's the what's the space like? I mean, in terms of the demand for architectural books, are you guys planning to just fill in the gap or are you planning to uh, respond to the demands out there? I think filling the gap, when you said that, basically uh, nailed it. We see a gap. Uh, there's a lack of diversity in architectural publications in KL. A lot of the publications on architecture you see focuses on uh, monographs, um, projects-based Whereas uh, there's still a bigger market for architecture publications uh, that we can explore and we can play around with. So just trying to bring that diversity into KL. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what we're trying to do with Suburbia Projects. What's the situation like with regard to the reading materials uh, when it comes to architectural books out there? Is it more focused on you know academic stuff or is it more focused on i guess conversations surrounding ideas new ideas and and how are you planning to i guess play a role in that to some extent i think in the current market a lot of the local architecture publications not there is many to start with right there isn't many to start with so uh, what there is currently in the market somewhat celebratory of beautiful projects or very uh, limited yeah and it's very institutionalized um it it always comes out from, you know, big publishers. So it doesn't really cover things on ground. Um, it's pretty much celebratory of the architect's um, lifespan in architecture. Like you, you'd have to reach a certain monumentality or, or icon figure before a book comes out. So that's where we're trying to fill in, right? You don't need to have to wait 20, 30 years down your career to publish a book. Yeah, I think maybe the perfect word here is I think it's the accessibility, I guess, because uh, like you mentioned just now, academics book uh, or maybe coffee table book, it's, how do I say, it's accessible. But I think we want to 
show to the public or maybe to non-architects that we still have books that we can discuss and discuss about architecture uh, together with with the public. So I think that's one of the reasons, I guess, accessibility. Uh, I would like to assume that your target audience is not just people who are who are in the industry, but also people who are who are interested in architecture but may not necessarily have the background, right? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, how are you planning to actually do that? Considering that I think to a certain extent, architecture is also pretty technical, right? So, um, in trying to publish all these books, you also have to somehow be the the custodian in making sure that the materials are accessible, right? So, do you like advise your writers to? to, I guess, write in a more accessible way or do you have to, I guess, you know, come up with a clearer framework with regard to, you know, making your uh, reading materials more accessible? From the start, I think uh, to us, it's, it's quite clear because first, I think we want the writings or, or the, the books. It's, it's accessible. Lah. Then I think the second one, we, we don't want a heavy writing so in order for people, I mean, non-architects to understand the writings. So that's second. Can only speak based on our first book right now, right? Which we've just released um about three to four weeks ago. So with the first book, we clearly outlined a clear content. And Nazmi being the first writer with Suburbia Projects was the right choice because Nazmi has a way and has a talent of breaking down bigger ideas into smaller, uh, bite-sized, um, easily digestible, easily understandable, um, writing. So. Basically, that's our first step into publication, right? To show that this is the book. If you're not aware about local architecture, if you want to start reading about architecture, this is the book that you start with. Um, it touches lightly on substance more than design. Um, it mentions some references that are worthwhile looking up to. But all in all, the language itself has been um, broken down or simplified that it's easily accessible. And so far, the, the feedbacks that we've had um, has been um, encouraging. And that's how we plan to move forward as well, to have this clear writing and having a good editor to come in and make sure that it's um, easily accessed and digested by the public. We are not saying that uh, previously there's no accessible architectural writing to the public. We have people like Tajuddin Rasdi talking about uh, politics, uh, nation building in architectural angle. But I guess we are trying to give to the audience uh, a variety to it, I guess, and much more younger people and opinion as well. Mm, um, I know you guys are still relatively new. Um, so how are you planning to source your writers? Um, are you going to look for academics or you know architects themselves? I mean, practicing architects themselves uh, to sort of like um, write something or is it more of like a, you know, if they happen to write, then only you will, I guess, get them to, I guess, be part of suburbia projects. I think initially when we started, we were on the lookout for people nearest to us, people who have had a body of writing. Um, and we we sort of wanted to start it with compilations of writings that have either been published in the academia or that have been published elsewhere and can be compiled into one um, cohesive book. Uh, but as we released the first book, Background Frame Platform, we've had people coming up to us. So this wasn't what we expected, but I think it's something that we're opening up to. It is now probably also a platform for people to come forward with their writings. And us, um, as publishers, to like filter and like market it back 
um, what's let's this I, I wouldn't say that we're gatekeepers, you know, trying to filter the information out, but uh, we'd like to keep things um within our interests and our repertoire as well. Um, yeah, so that's how we're gathering our materials right now. Mm. That's that's a good perspective because I think um what I would like to also ask and find out is that I think to a certain extent when it comes to, especially when it comes to independent publishers um there is this certain spirit of um allowing ideas to germinate and allowing ideas to form without I guess a lot of restrictions right but um uh, considering that I think architecture is a very technical um uh, industry to a certain extent um will there be a form of I guess fact checking or you know what or what is equivalent of a fact checking when it comes to to i guess publishing these books or is it more of of allowing you know all these ideas to be shared around and you know a bit more i guess the the editorial line is a bit more arbitrary if you think about it right you know to a certain extent that that it's not so much about being accurate and precise or technical super technical or canonical but it's more about i guess exploring ideas I think it has to be a balance of both. So we don't want the wrong facts to go out as well. So um, even with our first book, there is quite a lengthy process of fact-checking and just getting our footnotes and credits all correct um, in line, which is why we are more comfortable to start with people who have published this before. Um, it's a safer route for us, um, but now that people are coming to us with their own writings, I guess we'd have to expand our our background check, our fact checking, um, both historically, th- uh, theoretically, and technically as well, wherever possible. So um, to ensure that we're responsible publishers as well, we don't want to be a publisher that just churns out book after book, but with very little quality in each, right? So yeah, trying to expand the market that we are creating ourselves and um, trying to remain as as true as possible to the subject. Okay. In in I guess setting this up, you have a certain mission to somehow make architecture more accessible, right? And I think um, one of the lines mentioned by the two of you just now also includes uh, the line that um, you don't want you don't want the conversation to focus so much on aesthetics, right? Um um help me understand the current I guess status quo when it comes to conversations uh, surrounding uh, architecture. Is it more focus on aesthetics more than I guess uh, practical designs it's hard to sway people off aesthetics you know uh, beautiful images excite people and rightfully so right everyone loves beautiful things but perhaps to carry that conversation just one step further if it's beautiful why is it beautiful is it sustainably beautiful and how much longer is it going to be beautiful for I think these are the questions that we would like our publication to tackle, you know, apart from just being beautiful. Um, I mean, we endeavor to create beautiful books as well, uh, but we don't want to be limited by just being beautiful. But just to expand that conversation bigger and wider. Yeah, I think it's, it's if you're talking about, I mean, the real architects in, in Malaysia, I mean, real architects, registered architects, practicing architects uh, with, with bigger offices, and we have smaller offices, and even to the extent that um, even the architecture student as well. I mean, the access, the current access to uh, publications, uh, magazine, architectural magazines, I think is very much focused on the things that Nadia mentioned just now: beautiful books, monograph, um, pretty images. Uh, but but like like Nadia mentioned, I think we are interested to have more critical writings uh, to discuss 
reasoning reasons behind the beautiful images uh, and even i think that's the whole maybe the current the current uh, uh, situation in in malaysia lah but i don't want to pinpoint or i don't want to to play the blame game but i think on our side uh, we are trying to do something that we see the gap and we are trying to uh, do on our own capacity lah i mean whatever you can do i think you have to do it within your own capacity and rather than just uh, cakap banyaklah things like that That was Ashran Bahri and he's joined by Nadia Hani and together they co-founded Suburbia Projects, a publishing house that focuses on architecture. We're going to make way for some messages. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9 you're listening to I Love KL bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city I'm Hanif Baharudin Joining me this week on the show are Nadia Hani and Ashran Bahari. They're from Suburbia Projects, an independent publisher that focuses on architecture and its many different interpretations. Earlier on the show, we have talked about their approach and how they plan to make architecture more accessible via books. We're going to continue that conversation by looking at their target audience and whether architecture students should consider reading their books. I think the first book by by Nazmi Anwar, bought by his students, and we have uh, students uh, came to visit our show. Uh, students from UPM, UM. We are happy to to see the students, and we are happy to see a lot of students bought our books. Lah, students love about all these making things, lah, beautiful things. But I think the thinking part, I think, is another aspect that we. We can show them. One of them is by publication, uh, writings, uh, discourse, discussing uh, just beyond beautiful images or, or pictures, lah. I think the 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 thinking and making part uh, should be balanced and should be all together. Lah. I think because both Ashran and I are local graduates as well, um, local graduates of architecture school. So based on our own experience, we know there is a lack of. Um, Literary reviews when it comes to architecture, there's a lot of looking at things and emulating it back into your own design. Whereas this is not the practice elsewhere. You know, um, architecture is still a field of knowledge. You'd still have to study for it. Um, you'd have to read up not just on history but theories and philosophies as well, um, as well as normal criticism on you know everyday life, everyday urbanism. So uh, we know there is a lack of this looking up and reading up on literary references in in architecture schools and that's basically why we also aim to you know bring the books out to students and it it's been uh encouraging to see the students the first wave of buyers and people who came to the black ground free platform exhibition a hard percentage of it is still the students so i think it's encouraging and i think it can be expanded further so Yeah. Yeah, I think we we are not blaming the students when I just said that. There's I mean, a lack of literary lack of, reviews. Yeah, I I, I do, we we don't think we should blame them. I think we should blame ourselves because we are not providing or we not exposing the real materials or I mean a, a bigger materials or, uh, to to the students. We shouldn't blame the student. I think in fact I think we should blame the the lecturers as well. I mean a lot of lecturers still 
showing slides or, or lectures from 10 years ago. I think there's something wrong with that. We should show the students the real thing, discuss the real issues rather than... I'm not saying that referring to, to I mean, outside um, malicious project uh, is, is not is wrong. But I think we should put on the table a lot of... Uh, I mean, the references should be maybe a lot from the local aspect, I guess, local issues or local problems rather than referring to outside. I think the priority, lah. I think the word is the priority. I think we should prioritize uh, local content and then uh, we should bring uh, really good materials uh, outside of, I mean, from outside. Mm, all right, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I guess making your reading materials uh, accessible to students is one thing. But what about the lay people out there? You know, people who I guess have that curiosity about architecture but might not necessarily know how and where to start. Right? Um, how are you planning to to make your reading materials a bit more accessible? Should they come in with a foundation that's I guess basic enough to be able to understand your your reading materials or like will you be, I guess, to a certain extent addressing that gap as well? When we say that uh, things like uh, should be accessible to, to the public, I think first thing first, I think we shouldn't discuss about design because that's not the common, the common language yeah, to, 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 the, to, to the people, to the normal people, right? So I, I don't think we should discuss about design. I think we should discuss things beyond design. We should discuss Uh, politics, economy, but in architectural punya, punya point of view or aspect lah. I don't think we should discuss design with, with layman. I think we should discuss bigger things beyond beyond design. Then maybe the layman or the the, the common people can participate and uh, interested to discuss further uh, in, in design or, or architectural. I think without intending to blowing my own horn, right? So uh, with our first book, Background Frame Platform, it's easily digestible by the public because the writing is diverse. Uh, it doesn't speak specifically about design, as Ashran said. Uh, it talks about education. It talks about teaching and learning. It talks about um, nostalgia a little bit when there's a particular section talking about uh, Reza Mansion and our um, dilapidating heritage um, architecture, right? And then... Uh, there's also uh, it also touches on somewhat our local political climate. I, you know this is pretty much addressed in our first book, and we do hope this is like enough for at least a first step out into the publication field, and then into you know reaching out to the public, and then opening up our doors with the exhibition in conjunction with the shows. I think that is also a step on our end, breaking down the like this aura that mystifies architecture, it, that it's somewhat elitist. So opening up our doors, we've had people coming in, um, discussing, um, you know, architectural ideas, but in smaller scales, showing them that it can be done. Architecture is not like a rich person's consultant, and that it's pretty much an everyday issue for every one of us. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's ideas. It's uh, maybe principles rather than all these beautiful architectural details, metal, uh, rod, things like that. I think it's it's beyond details. It's beyond details. If you want to engage or, or to discuss with the common people, with the, with the public. 
Yeah, I, I think that that's a good perspective. And I think uh, just to bring the conversation slightly to a different tangent, uh, I guess since we're talking about uh, architecture spaces and whatnot, and because this show is called I Love KL, I'd like to just get uh, your thoughts on KL itself as a city, you know, from architectural design to, you know, how we utilize our spaces and whatnot. Um, perhaps you can share a bit of your thoughts on the city, if that's okay. KL is, you know, it's a mess, but it's a beautiful kind of mess. Like, there's always a love-hate relationship with everyone's cities, right? It's always, you talk to someone from London and they'd have issue with the greater, with the walkie-talkie, with the gherkin. Uh, so, I guess every city has its own issues. But with KL, you know, there are a lot of untapped potentials in KL. I used, um, I, I used to say this a lot, that I think we need a somewhat like a vacancy map uh, just to outline the numbers or occupancy rates of the buildings in KL. And then perhaps we can move towards um, more sustainable development like adaptable reuse, adaptable redevelopment of certain areas. Because we do have a lot of towers coming up, but we have underutilized towers from yesteryears a lot more. So I think that's that's a big untapped potential in KL. There's a lot more that KL can do and there's a lot more that KL can be um, but we just need to have everyone working at the same table which we don't really have right now uh, everyone's doing things in piecemeal you know everyone's opening up their own corners you have the Chinatown people you have uh, Kampung Atap you have Kampung Baru you have all this beat size thing going on and everyone trying to do their own thing and we just need one capable governing body to like sit everyone together I guess yeah, Kerr is very robust, very interesting. It's almost like uh, the other city, like Nadia mentioned, has a lot of problems, a lot of potential. Uh, but I guess even though he, we have a good policies, uh, we have a very good um, leaders trying to develop or make, I mean, the city a better place to live in or a, a better place to invest in. But I guess is the implementation part, lah. I guess. I think we, we need the right people or, or the right institution uh, come together uh, to work things that uh, benefit the people, I guess, rather than benefit uh, a certain people or, or a certain, certain group of people. It's always about the people, uh, the rakyat. I mean, always our priority, lah, uh, the common people, the rakyat. All right, that's great. Um, okay, going back to Suburbia Projects, um, Maybe, you know, since we're at the end of the year right now, uh, maybe you can share what are your future plans uh, moving forward? We do have another one uh, in the pipeline. Uh, actually, we have a few more in the pipeline. We have hopefully somewhat of a graphical um, architectural art book coming out sometime in December in conjunction with the Cal Art Book Fair, uh, which we're excited about. Um, and then we also have another book, a compilation of conversations that's going to come out uh, hopefully first quarter of next year. And then we're going to look at the people that have approached us and see how we can move on from there. And obviously, we want to host more shows as well, especially architectural shows. Uh, but in our own uh, way, I guess. So yeah, more books, more shows, hopefully, inshallah. Okay, and, and the gallery space that you have will most likely be home to Suburbia projects? Uh, or are you planning to eventually you know, venture out of that space as well? 
I think if we move out, then we won't be in the suburbia same, uh, anymore, right? We're, we're called suburbia projects for a reason. It's because we're based in Petaling Jaya. So yes, we would like to host most of our shows here, but we are open to ideas if you know if somebody wanting to collaborate somebody want in need of a curation help for an architectural show i think we're, we would be open to these opportunities as well of course uh, we, we we started with uh, selling books online on instagram and from the beginning i think it's it's very clear uh, we have a very clear intention we want to be a publisher we want to bring in good quality of architectural books uh, we want to publish uh, architectural uh, writings or, or books on the local content and of course i think much more bigger dream or hopes of course we want to host uh, architectural shows uh, architectural exhibitions and yeah i think that's what we have in mind and maybe from that maybe it can lead to a bigger thing or we hope that we can still sustain. Yeah, I, I know it's it's not it's not easy because a publisher. I, I don't think it's it's an it's an easy job. But I guess uh, we need to find formulas how how we can maintain the business at the same time and at the same time providing a very good uh, content to the public. Lah. All right. Okay. So for people out there who like to find out more about Suburbia projects, where can they go? To? They can find us on. Uh, we operate mainly on Instagram. So. We would like people to reach out for us um, through Instagram, of course, and that's where we update about our shows, our books, and you know the books that we retail as well. So, really do um, reach out for us um, over on Instagram. So we're just Instagram.com/slash/suburbia.projects. Yep. You've been tuning in to I Love KL and that was Nadia Hani and she's joined by Ashran Bahari and together they form Suburbia Projects, a publishing house that focuses on books on architecture. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and also Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.